okay, yeah, you're injured, but one of the things that you can do to make you happy is to being physically active or mentally active. And for me, it was the mental activity is work and the physical activity would be being with my kids. So any way to strengthen either of those would be kind of like what initially what our primary focus was with the foundation. Hi, we are Colleen and Colleen, and we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Hi, everybody. Today we are welcoming back a guest and her husband is tagging along as well. Um, a very special couple are joining us, and they have a beautiful story, a beautiful and, well, they have an, a story to share with us that will inspire you undoubtedly, and um, essentially, while we're making the notes for this, it's it's just nice to sometimes pause and reflect on how things can change in a heartbeat, and how fragile life is, and how precious the people in our lives are, um, and life-altering things can just be right around the corner. Um so anyway, welcome Jeff and Allie. Hi there. And CB too. And CB too. I'm here too. Uh, I'm so excited to meet you guys. So tell our audience and me, because this is my first time meeting you, a little bit about you guys, where you met, where you're from, all the all the good stuff. You go for it. Um, okay. So long story short, um, we're actually about to have our 10-year anniversary. Aw, anniversary. Um, but our dads grew up together. So we've always kind of, like, they shared a fence growing up together. Aww. So um, so we've always kind of known each other. I say that we've known each other better than Jeffrey thinks we have. But um, we, I went, he was, he's two years younger than I am. We, I went to Austin to help my sister move out of her apartment. And I had randomly seen him in Houston. And... Um, I had called a mutual friend. I was like, I saw Jeffrey Feinstein last week. Let's call him and have him come out. So um, he came out and met us. And eventually, eventually at like 1230 <laughs> at night. And um, yeah, the rest was history. We hit it off. And I actually called my mom the next morning. I was like, mom, Jeffrey Feinstein and I fell in love last night. And he was a senior in college. I was out already teaching, and um, he, we started kind of going back and forth between Austin and Houston, and then after he graduated, he um, moved back to Houston, and here we are. So we got married a couple years later, and all the good stuff. So here we are. Now we have three, three little ones, twin boys that will be eight this week, and a little girl that will be four this summer. That's like a novel love story, just <laughs> across the white picket fence. And yes. Maybe for like, you know, 20, 2010 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. 100%. I, I, I just can feel a lot of like Jeffrey Feinstein, like <laughs> a lot of puns being thrown around behind his back when you were crushing in the beginning. I feel like that would have been fun. <laughs> Well, for a while, she was trying to hook me up with her younger, younger sister. sister. 
Yeah. So she was always trying to pull well, me Because they were both in Austin. And so I was like, Kelly, go find him. He's so cute. She'd be like, no, he's out of my league. No. And here we are. Oh, my gosh. Well, out of her league and your league, I'm sure. <laughs> she loves it, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, a match made in heaven for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. So you have the three little ones and just life chaos? Or Life chaos. I mean, and, I'd say it's getting a little easier-ish. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the boys are becoming a little more – self-sufficient and our little one she's everywhere but she's our she's got two protectors (laughs) our blessing our blessing (laughs) Uh, all too well the girls are um well i can't i can't yeah (laughs) yeah it's easier but it never no she's definitely your girl after boys right i love that i love that I love that. So I have to, I did some just research and Jeff, you, is this true that you are an oil and gas marketer? Uh, Yeah. More specifically natural gas. I um, spent the better part of my career as a natural gas trader. And um, now I kind of work on the private side with uh, a private equity company that, um, that deals in both oil and gas and now also in um, renewable energies. And also I own a, uh, a small retail natural gas marketing and trading company. Actually at Bayo. Yeah. Oh, really? Currently <laughs> concentrating on uh, East Ohio and Central Ohio. Okay. Yeah. I just never heard of that job and I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> well, it's everywhere in Houston. Okay. It is like uh, everyone you run into touches oil and gas on some metric. So, um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a good industry. It's been good for us. And uh, what's nice is internally in our company, we're kind of transitioning a little bit more towards the renewable energies. So, you know, get to stick around for a little while longer. Yeah. Yeah. Grow with the all the changes and everything that's happening in the world. That's really cool. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Allie, if you guys didn't listen to our episode with Allie and her company, a pop of literacy, do yourselves a favor and go like five or six episodes back and tune into that because what she is doing is unbelievable. It is so, 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 so cool. Um, But you are here to tell us this story of how life can change in a minute. And so take us back to October of 2018 and tell us what was going on, what happened, and then, you know, what started this life-changing turn of events for you. Sure. Um, so we were, so the boys were, had just started kindergarten and Julia was only 15 months at the time. We needed a vacation. Um, we were with um, four other couples, right? Um, we went down to Mexico and we had just gotten there and we, everyone had gone to their rooms and we're like, okay, we'll meet by the pool at four o'clock. And it literally, it was the Thursday. We, we were the first ones down and then one other couple. And, um, we were, we ordered drinks, we ordered food and I was in the pool. And then I think 
the other husband was in the pool and Jeff and the other wife were outside the pool and y'all were ordering stuff, Mm -hmm. I think. And, um, we were, you know, just having fun talking. No, No one else had made it down yet. And Jeffrey always, I mean, you've always with the kids, when the kids are around, he always dove into the pool. Like that's just kind of his thing. And like, he would always like when he would always dive into the deep end and just kind of like swim all the way across the pool and like kind of like scare the kids if they were in the pool. Like, you know, what you normally do, dads would do. And um, he did it then. It was a shallow pool. He didn't hit anything. Um, but he, and so he was, so he went in and like was just there, like laying there. And I was like, I looked at the other uh, husband and I was like, why is he doing this? Like the kids aren't here. Like we're on vacation. And I like waited a second and then like nothing happened. And so I went over and, um, I don't know if I flipped you or I had, I, I, I did some, he basically had lost feeling at impact of hitting the water wrong. And, um, I just, I remember you saying like, I just, I just can't feel can't feel anything and so the other dad came in or I'm sorry the other husband came and um helped me pull him out and you know at the time like I don't I don't know if we were like ignorant to like just a spinal cord injury or just we just didn't really know we didn't really think it was as serious as it was because you know he was laying there and we'd say like can you feel this and he'd say no but then like a few minutes later like he was feeling stuff and um, yeah, and that was kind of it. They, we, did the hotel, there really weren't that many people around. There was a couple, um, hotel staff, um, they called for, um, the EMTs and, um, thankfully we were like on part of, we were in, um, Puerto Vallarta and we were like in an area where it was mostly hotels and there was like really nice, um, like ER facility that was owned by a doctor in California so it was actually like really a nice uh, hospital mm-hmm. um and it was very close so um he went there and that was Thursday um and then we we were home in Houston by Friday evening he had surgery first thing Saturday morning oh my gosh. um and you know it was I mean, at that moment, I mean, I'll never forget a doctor came out and was like, he will never use his arms again. Like, he, it was very grim, This, what this doctor had said. And he was a resident, and we were like, I mean, we all looked at each other and were like, oh, my God. Like, you know, we just didn't know. It was so early. Like, we just didn't know what was happening. And um, thankfully, he has gained back um, more than I think they probably thought he would. Um, but at that moment, it just, there was just so much, um, that we didn't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he spent a week at the hospital and then went straight to here in Houston. And thankfully we have such an unbelievable rehab center here close by. I mean, literally 10 minutes down the road from our house. Um, so he was there till December and, um, yeah, we, uh, we were going to remodel our house and then we ended up just became kind of too big of a project. We actually ended up building a house 
on our same street, um, which we love. And we moved in. It'll be a year um, this month. So, but yeah, that's kind of the, the gist of it all. Um, so what ahead. was the surgery on? Like, did you so, impact your neck or your... Yeah, so what had happened was, you know, in the, the spinal cord's protected by, like, your vertebrae structure. And, um, you know, every spinal cord injury, they kind of categorize as on, like, the level um, of where it happened. So um, my injury would be at the C5 level which kind of is, if you kind of draw it out on your body, it's just above your, like, your breastplate or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, what would happen is the vertebrae kind of had, like, a fracture, and it, that's where it would have impacted my spinal cord. Now, the reason why they do, like, that categorization is because usually the level that you're injured, above it, you're, you know, 100%. Below it, you're you know severely impacted. Whether it's you know 100 percent, 90 percent, 50 percent, whatever. It's such a like spinal cord injuries are so bizarre because they may happen frequently, but nobody has the same one, and it's really hard to kind of say, oh yeah, just like him, I have his, because everybody is impacted differently. The spinal cord is such like an intricate conduit in the body. It just weird um and then when it kind of pressured or impacted in a way it uh you know shut your body down so um oh yeah so that's where the surgery was i didn't know that it was how you hit the water i guess i i never knew yeah. and that was like a big question everyone i mean everyone oh well he had to have hit the bottom I'm like no like there is there was no, nothing Brain-wise, there was no no bleeding, nothing, nothing. Wow. I mean, he, and he was, I mean, from the second we pulled him out of the water, I mean, he was conscious. They all with it. Like, there was, his mind was, there was nothing. So nothing you remember wrong. everything, Jeff? Like. Yeah, I, I do. And it's, it's always so interesting to me to you know, listen to others' memories of it because, I mean, it's, you know, they're right there. They're very similar. Um, I remember floating. Um, and I remember, like, Allie, like, probably thought I was trying to, like, tickle her leg or something. And, um, and yeah, I can't feel my body. Wow. Just thank God we were there because on, he, if we wouldn't have been there, he would have drowned. I mean, sure. yeah. So many yeah. thoughts about all of that. Yeah. Um, I just can't imagine. Can't. And, and too, just like everyone else, you know, mental shock for me as well. I didn't really know what was going on. I had no experience with a spinal cord injury. I had no idea what it all meant. Um, and also, too, it's like an injury is where you're like hurt. I, you know, didn't have a ton of ton of pain. I was not very comfortable in certain positions and as like kind of time went on towards the surgery. It wasn't like, it didn't feel good, but it wasn't like, you know, I didn't break an arm or have some like throbbing, like gushing head trauma or something like that. So 
yeah, it was just, it, it was weird. Oh my I mean, gosh. So when you first hear that doctor who is grim and saying, you won't be able to do this and this and this, what, I mean, what was that like for both of you to just like, what do you mean? This is my future. Well, what was crazy about that too, is that he, he said it to you first with nobody there. And then he came out to us and all the family and we all were just sitting there and it, it was before his surgery and all that. So we like, we really didn't know. Uh, like they hadn't even been in like, see any, like he hadn't even had an MRI in Houston yet. So like, we didn't know. Like, so we were like, how is he even like predicting this? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't, he didn't know. And thankfully my sister's husband is a doctor and he was, there and kind of like calmed us and was like no 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 like he shouldn't be saying this yet like there there's no that we don't know we don't know mm-hmm. and um he actually I think when was able to like go and talk to that doctor and like kind of like bring it down <laughs> yeah. bring it down a notch and like let's wait and see yeah um yeah, that the whole pre-operation procedure was I mean it as a guy that was just kind of able to look around, it was nuts. Like, like five to seven on staff, and they're you know sticking tubes and drawing lines and a central line and a thick line. And this is oh, my mind is just like, uh, you know, what is going on? And I think at some point, amongst like the like the cacophony, just people talking and pointing and whatever, I was like, so. What is this song? What like what? Like, what is this? And I think that's kind of where um, this doctor was like, "Yeah, it's not good." Dude. Um, but the nurses like, were unbelievable. Oh yeah, like, the, they were. I mean, these women were amazing. I mean, like oh, they I would like take brush my his hair and like I mean, just like it was. They were amazing. She was like, "Hey, do you want me to take your contacts out?" And I'm like. Uh, <laughs> like, Yes, so I mean, like, sweetest thing, I pulled my eyelid down. I was, I mean, they were wonderful. Yeah, they were there. I, they were, you know, it was a twenty-four-seven care in the in the ICU. So, uh, yeah, you know what's nice about so our our brother-in-law, who's a doctor, he's an anesthesiologist, but his father um, is has has been working with uh, brain trauma, brain injury, for like the entirety of his career and generally in that line you'll also have like spinal cord patients so he's done a lot of work with setting up clinics and hospitals in the Gulf area um so they have a lot of experience kind of in this in this space so they've been a good resource outside of you know just being you know doctors doc- all doctors are great and smart and know a lot of stuff these guys they, they got a lot of like you know experience in the, in the in kind of that ring. yeah and I, i'll never forget him pulling me aside and saying ali this is not a sprint it's gonna be a marathon it's gonna be it's gonna be a while this isn't gonna yeah. happen overnight this isn't gonna happen next week um you know and we're still i mean we're still learning and he's still getting stronger and still like it's still things are still changing right well and when you said this happened in October and he was in rehab or that facility for therapy through December. 
and you have three little babies at home. I mean, uh, my mom came and stayed here. Good. Yeah. And then his parents were back and forth with him and here. And I was fortunate. I was um, at the time was not working in a school. So, and I was working privately. So I just, I stopped working. Um, mm -hmm. I think I went back in January once he was home. Um, so I was able to go up during the day and, um, I, we have unbelievable friends and neighbors and just people that brought the kids home from school and, um, it, it took a, took a village. I mean, it still takes a village, yeah. um, but we're, we are very fortunate with the people we have around us. And how did your kids react? I assume the boys... I mean, they probably thought like, oh, wheelchair, this is cool at first. Like I can go for a ride and, you know, or was it just like where, you know, um, dad's not the same. So they were, so they were five and we like to say they were kind of at the perfect age mm -hmm. um, emotionally for it to happen because they understood, but they didn't um, right. like they still to this day have not asked how it actually happened. They just know that daddy got in an accident and, and they've never, I mean, we talk about it, but we, like we, I, I hesitate talking about it being a diving accident because I don't want them to uh, hear swimming. Right. Um, so there's that, but they really, I mean, we brought them up. Um, you were still in the ICU. So it was, probably four or five days after, because I remember it was your first day you had sat up. Mm -hmm. um, so like the nurses kind of got him looking a little more normal and like we waited till that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, they really, they have been amazing. And Julia was too young, unfortunately. Fortunately and unfortunately, this is all she will know. Mm -hmm. um, like she's old enough now, like she'll look at pictures that we have on the wall and be like, look, daddy, that's when you were she, older, younger, younger, younger. Because younger <laughs> if he's standing up. Um, but you know, and she, it's, it's all she knows. So for her, I mean, she's embraced it. I mean, she bought on her own. She wanted to buy a Barbie with a wheelchair. Um, you know, it's all she knows. Um, I think the boys, they're fine. I think that, you know, there are some things probably like with baseball, like, you know, he can't go out and coach on the field or like that kind of stuff. And like my dad helps out a lot with, um, taking them and that kind of stuff. So I'm sure there are aspects of that, that they're like, well, why can't my dad do that? But he's very present. It's not that, um, mm -hmm. not there, there yeah. it's just in different, a different way. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think it, I, I think it would have been a different experience if it would have happened now, if they were eight years old, emotionally, I think that they yeah. would have struggled with it a little more. You know, that so makes it's been nice. It's been like, even like the kids, like there have been seasons where like Jeff's in the dugout and like, he's kind of like managing, like just calm, keeping them calm and. The kids are like on his lap and like wanting to ride on the wheelchair with him and drive. And like George and him have created like a soccer game, like with the wheelchair and like they've figured out how to adapt to it. Yeah. Nicely. That's awesome. Well, when we, we've had a couple guests and um, 
Matt Scott was born and had a wheelchair his whole life. So he didn't know any different, but you've lived most of your life up to this point without a wheelchair. And now you have to adapt and learn everything. It's like starting completely over. So how is that experience? It's like your kids were emotionally at that perfect age, but you physically, it's not like that's all you ever knew. Right. You know? Yeah. That's, you know, that's one of those mental challenges that, you know, may never really go away. Um, it is weird. And then, you know, when the accident happened, I was 33 years old. And kind of when I just do the quick math, it's like, I'm probably going to spend, you know, more than 50% of my life in this wheelchair too. So, um, so yeah, it's like, like the little things that I do, anything that I can get stronger at not only helps, you know, me, but also, you know, allows me to do other things around the house to be helpful to, to Allie and the family and also to do things like create, you know, all my kind of fun or our kind of fun with the kids that's going to be different than the other dads and such. But um, it's just kind of the way it has to be. Um, so, yeah, no, I, it, it, uh, it thinks when you kind of look back at, at, at some you know, photos or videos, you know, you, all you want to do is go out there and throw the baseball, but, uh, you know, now's, now's the present and you just kind of have to figure out what make, you know, what's entertaining now. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it is what it is. Unfortunately, you just gotta, just gotta push. We too, like going back to like our support group, like we've had, like we have a lot of friends, like they only have girls. And so they'll take Jeffrey and the boys and they'll go to the Astros game or they'll, you know, they do, they do stuff to help Jeffrey out. So he's getting to experience like the typical dad things that he would have been doing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not missing out on that stuff or, you know, even um, I think it was right after the accident, it was dads and donuts at Julia's school and one of the dads took him. So he could be there for Julia, and um, our community has just been very, um, just very helpful in that aspect and making sure we're getting to. Yeah, there was the longest time where I would kind of tease Allie on how I wanted to live in Austin or live in Denver, and now I mean, there's there's no place we need to be other than kind of right where we are here in Houston around. Family and friends. But all of our family is here. (laughs) Except for his sister. But both of our parents are here. And I I was always like, no, 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 no. We can't. (laughs) We can't leave. They're all here. And they're all within a mile of us. So, no. No, we're not leaving. (laughs) No, that's a great setup. I mean, if the dominoes are going to fall that way, you hope to have everything else sort of collectively fall into place too. And I think those good things happen to good people. So I'm so glad you're good people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I, I do have a question. So because you really don't know how you hit the water, right? Like that's a mystery, so to speak. So, I mean, gosh, now I'm, I'm not, it's not like I'm not gonna let my kids go swimming, but that's really scary. 
Yeah. So I kind of, I don't know, I guess I kind of chalk it up to that same accident could have happened so many different ways. Slip down the staircase, car accident. Um, Yeah, you know, I will always kind of share that same hesitation with, you know, our kids jumping in, but also to, you know, it's, it's something that people just do all the time. And if, you know, my situation's kind of like that one in a million chance, then, you know, maybe that's just, I got the, the bad end of the stick on that one. But, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared of the water and I'm not, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to pull my kids or family back from it, but I think that those, I think that that kind of will scar us a little bit. Um, we have to keep reminding ourselves it truly was a freak accident. Yeah. And I mean, in your time at Tier, there, I mean, at least one or two others that we got to know well, it was the same, same thing. And like, if you, I mean, if you Google it now, like looking back, like it does happen, but it's, I mean, it's rare, but it does happen, unfortunately. And, um, a lot of times it's men. Like every <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, so, it's bizarre. Like you seldom find like a, a female spinal cord injured, uh, you know, person. It's, wow. yeah, it is like a 18 to 30 year old male dominated injury. Almost so much as like when I'm there, I'm like the old man. Like, oh, this. <laughs> and I was like, and I think it's because 18, 19, 20 year olds kind of, you know, go get crazy, try and jump over things and miss the pool, hit the pool, just do certain, you know, things that maybe are a little bit wilder. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas my story is not very cool at all. It's, <laughs> I, I ordered guacamole and went for a dip <laughs> in Mexico. Like it, I wish I had like, you know. I mean, was not even runner. a drink. There wasn't even a drink involved. So it wasn't even the last day of vacation. No. You know, I think we just have to keep telling ourselves it was a freak accident. Right. And yeah. trust me, there are, I have a lot of uh, PTSD of, you know, even like when my kids are around the pool, I'm a little more on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like, it was a freak accident chances of it happening again are very low and I just have to kind of keep telling myself yeah 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 it it really is because what else otherwise there's so many things in life you just stop living if you you know fear everything and I fear everything but (laughs) but you have to just and we want our kids lives to for we can't let them you know I we have so many people that are always and I'm sure yes I'm sure people say to you like how do y'all do it like like you're just so positive and it, but it's like what are we supposed to do like we're not the type that we're gonna sit and sulk and let the this fear of this take over our lives like we have young kids like we want their lives to be wonderful we want their lives to stay the same and um like you know we're we're moving on for them like we have to 
There's no other choice. In a different way than yeah. you imagined, but right. Right. also so cool that you got to build a home. I'm, I'm assuming it's very wheelchair accessible and you know that, thank goodness. I just feel like so many um, prayers were answered, I'm sure during that time, but um, CB put a note on our note just talking about there are times how we sometimes overlook handicapped parking spots or places without ramps, but we don't rely on them. So how has this opened up your eyes to the lack of accessibility in the world or is the accessibility phenomenal? Um, it depends. I think that, you know, if I was going to give Houston a grade, it would be like a B plus, you know, there's, there are times when, you will be out to dinner and maybe in a neighborhood that may be a little bit older um, or it's kind of, you know, in every city they've got kind of these up and coming areas where they're kind of, you know, right, like cool little ice cream shops or whatnot that uh, that may have popped up on an old corner that hadn't been touched in you know, 50 years or whatever. You know, when you kind of look around at those things, they're probably missing a ramp. Um, but uh, for the most part, it's, the city is pretty accessible. Um, Everything just takes a little more planning too, yeah. on our part. Um, even like we went to a friend's house the other night and like I, they had, I had to ask them, it was the first time we had gone over there and I had to ask them to send me pictures of their entrance to make sure that we have a portable ramp that it would be able to work and if they have a step and you know, that kind of thing. Like everything just takes a little more planning. If we make reservations, we have to make sure that it's a table that we can get to and that kind of stuff. So it just takes a little more thought. Okay. Yeah, that's the, that's the right way to explain it. Okay. Because yeah. you have time to put more thought into everything with all the children and the yeah. But, but it is what it is. And it becomes what you make yeah. it. I get it. But tell us a little bit more about this portable ramp. I've never heard of that. Oh, it's, um, well, I don't know how much it's it weighs. 20 pounds? Yeah, it just kind of folds in half, and we throw it in the back of our van. Um, and we'll, yeah, we'll really use it mostly probably like in people's homes because um, everybody's got at least like a step up. Yeah. Well, um, now in Houston, because of flooding and all that, everything's built up. So that's been somewhat of a challenge. Because, um, I mean, even our house here is four, three and a half feet up. Uh, so, like, he we have an elevator but he like we have steps on all um, the entrances because of flooding so okay so in those early days when you were in a wheelchair were there because you didn't you obviously can use your arms and you have a lot of mobility um but was could you wheel yourself or was that a little you know bit that different? came over time um and, uh, you know, I was in my power wheelchair for about, uh, two years straight. Wow. Um, not until this house were you really in this Right. Situation. So it was kind of like, it was really after that second time in, or that, uh, time in the hospital yeah. in October, you know, we came back and, uh, you know, obviously COVID was, um, shutting down you know, the world. So I was like, yeah, hey, I mean, if I'm just going to be spending time at home, may as well just touch around in the manual wheelchair and just 
try and see how I do with it. And maybe I'll do a couple days in the manual wheelchair. Maybe I'll do a couple days in the power and yeah. just try and kind of figure it out a little bit. Um, and with the time and the space to strengthen up a little bit, I, uh, like I just kind of made the transition over to this, um, to this manual wheelchair. And I still have like some assistance on the chair. It has like a little bit of like, uh, it adds some power to the push, um, when I need it, like ramps and driveways and, and such. So, um, so yeah, it's, everything's always progressing at the smallest step. So, you know, we could be in the power chair or kind of in the manual chair and um, it's just all about, uh, you know, assessing those new levels of strength and just trying to, to build on, you know, whatever it is that, that we got. Wow. That's incredible. I, that's incredible. I know some people would probably wish I was in the power chair a little bit more. They would have to <laughs> help me up certain things, but, uh, but I, I, I like it in, in this, um, the manual one for you know, a lot of reasons yeah i mean i mean yeah you you at once could go wherever whenever however so you, as much control as as i could have i would want but i could see myself really 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 loving some buttons and some speed <laughs> <laughs> it is it, it is very convenient okay good well that's that's good oh my gosh i just i it's uh it's just insane. It's, um, you never, you never know. Right. And as, as annoying as I may be, you know, be careful doing this and don't trip on that. I mean, you just never know. It doesn't even have to be in water, but a certain way that you can land on a certain part of your body. Life is just so fragile. Yeah. It really is. Oh my gosh. And really like we didn't, no. I mean, like, I, I have grew up working at a camp for kids with special needs, and there was a muscular dystrophy camp, and there was, I mean, all sorts of stuff. And I still, like, there's so many things that we have learned because of this accident that I just, we were, we just didn't know. We didn't know. And, I mean, I didn't know anything about the spinal cord, really. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I I don't know. I didn't know. You know, we talk a lot about how representation matters so much in TV and movies and marketing and such. And not only for people being able to see like a version of them, you know, out in the world, but also for people to learn and gain knowledge. So like you're saying, like, I didn't know. Well, that's how we overlook a ramp or overlook parking too close to a handicapped spot. We need that representation so that we can learn and then people can feel seen. And like you said, your daughter has requested the Barbie with the wheelchair. I think we're doing so much better, but we have to keep doing better and sharing stories like this because people need to learn these things and be aware because when we're just so blatantly oblivious to so many things and so many people's lives and stories, then we can't make a difference for them. Right. It's so true. That is, that is so true. Yeah. Um, my my good buddy Jeff, another Jeff, who we had on one of the very first episodes who nearly died from cardiac arrest, he 
I mean, I, I can see him doing this for ramps too, but if there's not an AED within like a, I mean, he's on the phone making calls, making moves, making things happen. And I, um, I feel like there was just one time with a stroller where some something barricaded my ability to do something and a person in a wheelchair it was at the zoo was like don't don't worry about it there's another way and showed me the way and there's always a way as long as there are people willing to be caring and and share their knowledge and and right. gosh I was pushing a stroller like right. not a big deal and so really helped put things in perspective that day, but those things need to happen. Right. Perspective is very necessary. Um, for yeah. You put in a post that CS so kindly stalked for us, but you said, we know things may not always be the same as they were before, but we are up for the challenge and know that our love for one another will get us through, which is just so beautiful. So what would you guys say is like, I guess the best or biggest lesson that has come out of this for you all? Um, we've really had to work together. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a, we always say like our struggles are so different now. Um, like my struggle is different than what he is struggling with, where I am struggling with exhaustion from doing so much with the kids and having to do so much on my own from the kids where his struggle might be that he wishes he could be doing whatever I, it is that I'm doing. Um, little things like that, that I we really had to figure out how, um, how to make things work um, on a different level. You know, we were, our marriage post accident was, I mean, we were lucky. It was easy. Like we didn't, we, I mean, we, our brothers and sisters joke, cause like we really, we rarely fought. Um, and like, they would kind of joke that like, like just fight, like fight in front of us. <laughs> like, and we just like, things just were easy. And, um, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it hasn't been an easy life, but we also know like our end goal is our kids and, maintaining that stability for all of us and um you know it's it's been a transition yeah it's every day is you know we've got to our mindset is um we've got to set our mindset it's not we're not just waking up and like going on with our day like it, there has to be a plan there has to be stuff in place for him and you know it's, it's lots of stuff so yeah no that's um yeah, that's definitely been a huge lesson for me. It's been a lot of patience, lesson in patience, um, just because whether it, you're talking about the injury or just me needing to do something, a daily task, it's things are going to take a little bit longer. Um, so being able to kind of internalize that and then kind of, you know, calm your mind down and reduce like that anxiety because I can have anxiety about a million different things. Um, so might as well just kind of try and knock off one at a time and, and just, uh, just kind of work from there. So, yeah, I think, yeah, trying to put our best foot forward for the kids is probably something Allie and I can agree on as being kind of the most 
important thing to focus on outside of all this. And just knowing, like, we can't do this by ourselves. Like, it's, I mean, we, help is appreciated and wherever, whatever way, form, anything, like, we, like, I've, I struggled with, like, I wanted to be able to do it all by myself. And um, I can't. I can't. And, you know, it's hard because not only did I lose a form of help from him, I've had to outsource and utilize his parents, my parents, siblings a lot more um, than I would like to, but I have to. I, I mean, they I want to. Yeah. I don't, I don't know them, but I, I know that they want to. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, and I love everything you guys just said, but you've, you've also, you've done a lot of amazing things and overcome so many obstacles, but you have started something amazing too. So will you tell us a little bit about walk and roll? Um, Yeah. So um, that was something. So from the beginning, like I said, our community has been unbelievable. Um, They started a GoFundMe for us and um, really, they just have really backed us from the beginning. And we, we realize how fortunate we are. Um, Thankfully, he's able to still work and support us. And, you know, but we also, I mean, we realize we are very lucky. We have our families. They are, they're helping us, our friends, everything. And we just know that a lot of people are not in the same position as we are um, that have the spinal cord injuries. And we wanted to be able to pay it forward a little bit. Um, So we, our first walk and roll was, October 2019. So it was a year we are trying to keep it around his accident time. Um, we raised over a hundred thousand dollars. Unbelievable. And it was for um we started with like assistive technology because that's something that was so important for Jeff getting back to work. Um, just like I, I mean, even sitting right here, like his mouse pad is a lot different and um, what else do you use? Like the voice to text, um, that kind of stuff. And, you know, he's learned to compensate and he uses his pinky to type and, um, cause his fingers, um, do not move. Um, but he's figured it out, but other people, like if their injury level is higher, they might not have the mobility in their arms to do that. So, um, that's kind of how we started. So we usually go through tier and if, like the therapist that um, they know about the foundation, they call us and say, we have an individual who might need this, 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 and whatever, and we give back. Um, you wanna- yeah. Um, we, um, I guess just doing like a, a quick setback, what, I, you know, when, when I think about it, it's like, a, remember what I said earlier, a lot of the spinal cord injured are like a lot, younger kind of like the 18 24 age kind of spectrum and these guys like may not even had like a at that point like a steady girlfriend or thinking about going to college so um there's just such a wide gap between where i was in my life versus some of these guys and like well what can you know what can i do um to just kind of bridge that massive 
gap between, you know, maturing at some point in your life and, you know, being 18, 20 years old. So um, we also like to give out um, like exercise equipment and things that are, you know, everything in, in the like adaptive world is expensive. Um, like a pair of uh, grip gloves is $140. And um, if you want some, you know, adaptive cooking wear and things like that, it just adds up. And a lot of times people will be like, yeah, you know, I wanted to get a pair of those gloves, but, you know, they're 150 bucks, and, you know, didn't really want to spend the money. And that's just like, that, that doesn't work in my mind. It's like, no, we're going to get you those gloves. Like if you, if they rip up and you need another, we're going to get you another one. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you're injured, but what can you do? What, what are the things that we, you can do to make you happy as to being physically active or mentally active? And for me, it was the mental activity is work and the physical activity would be, you know, being with my kids. So any way to strengthen either of those would be kind of like what, initially what our primary focus was with the foundation. Um, but because we're so close with TIER, which is the Texas Institute for Research and Rehabilitation, um, we've been able to do a lot of exciting things with them as well. Recently, we funded or helped to fund a study um, that's uh, backed by the U.S. Department of Defense where um, basically they there's a machine, it's called the Mind Move. And um, it's supposed to help with dexterity and uh, fine motor um, fine motor skills and strengthening. Um, so we were able to help fund kind of their, they had a, a, a gap that they needed to fund to get the, uh, the study started because of a weird change in the way that they were paying overtime to their therapist and how COVID kind of threw a wrench in some of that scheduling. So we were able to come in at the end to make sure that that, um, that that study got kicked off. And for us, like selfishly, it's like the more studies that we can give to tier, the better, you know, it'll be for, you know, me and some other Houston area patients one day too. So yeah, if tier's ever lacking, um, you know, funding to complete something, you know, I want to make sure that they've, They've got it because, you know, we want to, we want those that are helping develop those programs, like the Department of Defense or whoever, to say, oh, yeah, yeah, Houston tier, they can handle this. They, they, they can do this research project. So, um, so yeah, it's been, it's kind of crazy. Like, this will be our third We did year. last year virtually. Um, and we kind of, like, set up outside our house and encourage people to walk around the neighborhood. Um, and come by and so um, it was fun we wanted to keep the momentum going and we have a date this year we're hoping we can do it in person um yeah so we'll see but yeah it'll be our third one and it's, it's fun yeah. it's, a, it's a really fun the first one was so much fun and uh kind of had a big party afterwards at this local brewery and it, it just was a lot of fun okay. yeah and it's every you know, the first one's our village, right? It's uh, it's our first throw. We, you know, we don't know, you know, who all is going to come and this and that. And it's to just, for that first one, it was just like a giant party of everyone yeah. that 
But again, it was bringing awareness to spinal cord injury because people just don't know. And so it really, I think that we've done a good job of bringing that out in people. Yeah. And, you know, there's only, you know, more we can do. Um, So, yeah, we're excited to hopefully get back to in person. And if not this year, you know, soon. Um, yeah, we, I mean, come October, we really, really start looking forward to it. The kids get excited about it. They start talking about what they're going to do. Are they going to walk? Are they going to roll? Are they going to scooter? Or yeah, whatever. we let everyone do, I mean, you could skateboard, you could, I mean, we had a lot of people come from here, um, people walked, the, most of the kids scootered, um. Yeah, so it, it was fun. And it was a short, I mean, it was a, a mile, I think. The first year. one was two miles. We're going to do a mile. We shortened it. <laughs> right. It's, a, it's not so much a physical accomplishment as maybe for, you do it for the tie dye shirts at the end <laughs> <laughs> or the beer token. Oh. Uh, and yeah, more for like, uh, it, we wanted to be like a nice stroll on a nice October day. And, you, and that's kind of like yeah. our peak weather here in Houston. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's something we look forward to for sure. Well, we're going to want to send people to the Facebook page. I know you guys have that, and I'm sure there are ways people can help out, even if they can't make it to Houston to actually walk or roll with you. But I think that's it's such a beautiful thing that you're doing and raising awareness and providing an event for, for people who don't often maybe get the spotlight they deserve, or maybe they don't want the spotlight, but it's just coming together. And like, this is going to sound really silly. I just listened to a fictional book um, where a woman was in an uh, airplane accident and did suffer from a spinal cord injury and lost her ability to walk and some other things. And her physical therapist, who was from Scotland's mother had the saying that, if you have run out of things to do for yourself, do for other people. And it was, it became, she started a camp for kids with disabilities and in wheelchairs. And it was just the coolest thing ever. And it was like on the side, like when you came to the camp, obviously this wasn't real. So why it affects me so much, <laughs> I do not know, but this is real. And so hats off to you guys and what you guys are doing. And I mean, I just, I just, I don't even know what to say. It's just so I know. Just what you said about the grip gloves for these young guys who might not be at that place in their life and have certain things like steady or like you had your wife and kids and home and people who don't have what you guys have. And you're, uh, it's, it's really beautiful because you could take an accident like that and change your whole mindset to be a victim and this is ruined my life, but instead this is empowering you to bring value to so many other people and to bring awareness to so many people like CS and I just learning today, so many things about spinal cord injury that we had no idea. And you guys are just wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so are y'all. Thank you so, so much for awesome. talking to us. You're just so cute. <laughs> When you said the nurse wanted to change your contract, I was like, well, of course the nurses wanted to help out. And you're no, we joked. They all loved him. 
Oh, I'm sure yeah. it was a party every day in room whatever it was. They, I, I mean, they, like, they did their job. Like, my spirits were, my spirits were good. Um, and, and yeah, and so they, the nurses, they're very, very sweet. Well, that's awesome. Well, you guys are rocking your your new normal, making the best of it, and and even trying to help with advancements and innovative ways for your life and others lives to get better. So bravo. And if people want to help or donate, especially to the walk and roll fund, then their money is going to a very good place. And we can be sure of that. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank y'all. Thank Thank you guys so much. (laughs) Y'all. Yeah. I love you all. (laughs) 